this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side, not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Casey Shreffler, and joining us for the first time, our longtime friend of decades, is the truth. Your name, sir, is... Tim Q. Old Tim. Old Tim. can't say his first name, you guys are both named Josh, but idiots. <laughs> it was our parents' fault. We well, there are 164 days until Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, we're not getting any younger. Nope. Getting uh getting older. How old is Tim Q? Is he the younger younger one of the bunch? Just turned thirty in May. Oh, no, so Sean's the youngest. Yeah, Sean's the baby. Sean is uh well he's thirty now too, so we're all thirty. He's acting like a baby too. Yeah, where's Sean at? Sean hey. uh, Poor Sean. Right here. He's uh well we can't hold it against him. Yeah, sorry, I had to had to escape to uh, put the collar on the dog, the bark collar. It's uh, all right. It's so still, it's still scary, scary boom boom time in Los Angeles. So when the firework oh, yeah. goes off, you lose fireworks the everywhere. Tank's pretty good with them. Fireworks setting off the earthquakes. And setting off the earthquakes were pretty crazy, man. Like that last earthquake we just had was. Isn't California supposed to break off at some point? <laughs> Yeah, you see, like there's rumors and shit, but uh, there's like the like the main like the lead scientists that are talking about the biggest quakes that the faults out here can produce. They're estimating that the biggest quake, even the San Andreas fault, could produce out here is a seven point nine. Mm, not what the movies I saw said. What'd you guys get? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was, it was a seven point one, but it was about one hundred thirty miles away from us, and uh, even though it was that far away, it opened our freezer it was moving our doors he stood up and he got dizzy because you're moving like crazy our fish tank was sloshing back and forth oh wow pictures were rattling on the wall yeah really what that was was natalia is actually very strong in the forest naturally she goes to the dark side yeah well i wouldn't be surprised she does like what we call dark vader dark vader (laughs) it's also my daughter's favorite star wars character what does that say about our children casey I do have some news for you guys. So, as all of our listeners are aware, we uh, we hold a saga day, and this guy right here, Tim Q, is actually the guy that uh, helped um, start the saga day tradition, going all the way back to uh, 2006 when Revenge of the Sith was uh, first released on DVD. Tim Q and I. Man, we immaculately planned that, didn't we? It was incredible, like clockwork. Down to the minute, and we uh, pre-ordered, what did we do? We did sandwiches for lunch and pizza for dinner or something? Yeah, yeah, but we had to give them such precise times. We we ordered our food to be delivered at like 12.17 or something like that. And we explained it had to be 12.17. And, and to, uh, yeah, the uh, miniature seizures credit, um, 
Little Caesars credit uh, there in Vicksburg, they uh, they delivered. Like we, we told them we want it by like 1245. And sure enough, we like ended episode three or whatever it was, walked downstairs, looked out into the driveway and they were pulling in right then, just like clockwork. Man. Yeah, it no, doesn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, Tim Q is like a master mathematician. So <laughs> <laughs> this man literally is, is a math <laughs> professor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I I can I can do math. This this man is wearing a shirt with math puns on it as we speak. Yeah, I, see, I wouldn't get those. I'm not that intelligent. I can do basic. <laughs> I can do accounting. I do my own accounting and stuff like that. But I can't. Uh, yeah, once you start throwing out crazy equations like fucking Peter Parker and uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, and right. uh, you know, turn humans into like lizard people that destroy the city. Then that's that's Tim Q. <laughs> I've done that a couple times, <laughs> once or twice. So this will be our thirteenth annual Saga Day this year, and of course, this is a pretty big one as we have Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, premiering this year. And everybody's already heard about the Roach edit that is uh, in the works. And we're planning on having an event at Celebration Cinema, one of our local cinemas. Any listeners that are local or any listeners that are uh, out of town, if you're, if you'd like to join us, then uh, get excited like the, like the dog you hear there. Yeah, and, he's, uh, he's an idiot, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, as you guys know and our listeners know, I've been uh, reaching out to the community outreach director for Celebration Cinema and Portage there. And turns out it was above their pay grade, so I got forwarded to the regional director for community outreach uh, for event coordinating. And they've told me that it is possible it's we may or may not be able to do two showings back to back like we were talking about we can 100 percent do one showing if we're going to do two showing we need 100 or we need 200 dollars down 100 dollars per showing by the end of august um just to hold the spot but the big piece of news is this uh this lady i believe her name was caitlin told me um right now there's not screen lock there's not picture lock on the film but for their planning and scheduling purposes, Disney has told these cinemas, these corporate headquarters of different theaters, that we should be expecting a three-hour The Rise of Skywalker. I'm ready for it. Bring it on, man. Like, they need it. The longest one so far, Revenge of the Sith, maybe? I think Revenge of the Sith is the longest still, right? Well, it might be The Last Jedi. Wasn't The Last Jedi longer? Let's, uh, since I'm the one on an actual PC here, I can look it up. <laughs> Yeah, we are in the uh, palatial Tim Q studio in Portage, Michigan, a.k.a. the, uh, what do you call this? What do they call it? The pole barn. The pool barn. Well, allow me the pun, good sir. It is a pole barn bought and built for the uh, use next to a pool. Right? Oh, the pool barn. Yeah, the pool. Ooh, actually, there's a couple that are pretty close. From what I'm going through the mall here, kind of yeah, the roughly the same. I think the last, the last Jedi was two hours and thirty-two minutes, but um, Return of the Jedi was two hours thirty-two minutes. 
So they're the same? Did you say the same thing twice? I think I, I, think I said the same thing twice. Yeah, two hours, 32 okay. minutes. So, so those two are, are there. And then Revenge of the Sith, two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, I was way oh. off. Attack of the Clones, two hours, 22 minutes. Not even close. Empire, two hours and seven minutes. Yeah, it looks like 2.32 is... Uh, so are you guys ready for an extra 28 minutes of Star Wars? I can deal with it. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. If I have to sit through it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost Casey. Um, no, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they got a lot to tie up in this movie, right? Yeah, I mean, it has to be longer. I mean, it's it's going to be like, like like watching Titanic. Or my experience, I think, with watching The Dark Knight, that was a long movie, too. Um, I remember uh, having to pee very, very badly during that movie. So now, before every time I go into a movie, the f- five minutes before it starts, I go to the bathroom. Oh, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad then, because we're gonna have Saga Day. Then we're going straight to the theater. We're gonna be down in fluids all day. Since we d- we don't have a whole lot of news this week, um, and we missed the last week due to Fourth of July and festivities, but uh, I, I put a question out there. For for a bunch of Star Wars fans, actually, in the Star Wars Celebration 2020 page, which we'll all be attending, um, my question was: What are some of the little moments in Star Wars that could have big cha- that can make big changes? Uh, for example, we'll we'll start with this one first. This is my example: um, Qui Gon. Uh, is leading Anakin back to the Nubian um, Starcraft and tells him, Anakin, drop, because Darth Maul's coming up behind him. Anakin, for the one time in his life, listens and hits the deck and avoids getting splattered by Darth Maul. Like, what if he didn't do that? What if he's like, Anakin, drop! And Anakin's just like, why, Master Qui-Gon? And just, dead. <laughs> what if Darth Maul just kills him? What if Darth Maul just splats him? What, what's your take, Casey? You're right there, right now. In-universe, what do you think would happen? Darth Maul takes Anakin out right there. Let's take it from right there. Like, right there on Tatooine, what is Anakin's part to play? Anakin, Qui-Gon engages Darth Maul. He tells Anakin to go tell him to take off. So Anakin runs to the ship, alerts Obi-Wan that Anakin has engaged this, you know, uh, Darth Maul. Are you, what? You said Anakin. Oh, Anakin alerts uh, Obi-Wan that Qui-Gon has engaged this this robed man. And Obi-Wan tells Rick O'Lee, the pilot, to uh, fly low so so Qui-Gon can jump on. So do we think... So Anakin's dead at this point. Qui-Gon has engaged Darth Maul. Does that duel just play out? How does that duel play out? Does... Does Obi-Wan sense something is going on? Does he get there in time? Do you, do you guys think, do either of you think Qui-Gon can best Darth Maul on his own right there on Tatooine? Or does Qui-Gon die right there? And Obi-Wan's like, well, he walks out later and finds... No, I don't think dead. Qui-Gon dies. I don't think Qui-Gon dies right there. I mean, like, I think if anything, that would have, you know, maybe that would have pushed Qui-Gon, you know, to, uh, to channel his inner dark side, kind of like what Obi-Wan did. In my opinion, to best Darth Maul later on in the movie, but um, 
So you I think, think Qui-Gon kills Darth Maul? So you think Qui-Gon kills Darth Maul right there? I Well, I think I think he either gets away or he does take down Darth Maul. But knowing Qui-Gon, I think that he would want to just get out of Dodge to report it to the council like he ended up doing anyway. Um, he fights his way back to the ship? Yeah, but I mean, it's possible that Qui-Gon dies... Yeah, it's one hundred percent possible that Qui Gon would have died right there, um, and then and then would Obi Wan have came out, and would would Obi Wan have had learned the lessons that Qui Gon taught him in that movie enough to to beat Darth Maul there on Tatooine? Hmm. So Qui Gon dies. What do you think happens, Tim Q? Do you think Qui Gon would die? Um. I mean, Darth Maul did kill Qui Gon. One of them. That is what happened. Right, but I mean, what we're asking with in the context of Qui Gon, I think Darth Maul. That's what I'm saying. Darth Maul. I mean, like, right, but like, if you look at if you look at it as like Obi Wan too, right? I don't think Obi Wan could have beat Darth Maul if Qui Gon didn't die. What I'm saying is, I think it's possible that Qui Gon could have beaten Darth Maul if Anakin had died there. Right, because he taps into his some emotional yeah, energy that there. comes in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're saying that if Anakin, he's, he's not detached anymore. He's right. not trying to escape. He's now fighting a guy who just killed Anakin. Just okay. killed. Yeah. Yeah. And like and, and like and fighting a guy that he believes is the chosen one. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? That changes the complexion a bit. I agree. I would agree. I think that. I, 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 I think that it would it would change the uh, the dynamic of the fight, and Qui Gon probably would best him right there. I I do think that too. There's a strong possibility that Obi Wan would sense something like the Chosen One, somebody so powerful in the Force, even when even if he's not grown at that point. Obi Wan probably like a couple hundred yards away is going to sense Anakin dying, and probably at that point sense the emotions of his master, who will probably come out to engage. Yeah, well, let me go back to Qui Gon's state of mind. So on Coruscant, what were his what were his orders? Remind me, like, was he trying to detain the the mysterious lightsaber user? Like, when they fight again on Naboo, like Qui Gon may not have been playing for keeps. All he all yet. all the council told him to do was unravel the mystery. Right. So he he may not have still been you know fighting to the death yet, but. At that point, I mean, it's a Casey's point, you know, or you're, whoever said it, you know, as soon as like someone's already dead, the the stakes have changed. Oh yeah, when you know that yeah. they're just killing, especially if they're just killing children. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, you know, to what extent maybe on the news, on pulling his punches, maybe he wants to learn more about this guy instead of just taking him out, and then he just makes a mistake and gets, following our message. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like it's it's so weird now thinking back to that scene too, because Obi Wan tells the pilot like, "Go over there, fly low." You know what I mean? Right. He just knows that Qui Gon's going to get out with some information. Right. But uh, if if we're talking about what we're talking about, and Anakin had died, I don't see I, like we I don't see Qui Gon just jumping ship. I see Qui Gon standing his ground and mm. go go over there, fly low. I think Obi-Wan does jump out and contribute to the fight. See what we can find on the corpse afterwards. Maybe yeah. find the Sith infiltrator parked, you know, half a mile away. Ooh. 
So if they best Darth Maul and they investigate afterwards, they find the Sith infiltrator. Does that lead them straight back to Palpatine? I don't. I don't think Palpatine's that stupid. I think maybe if they can find the droids, right? Maybe, some, maybe something goes back to Sidious, but no, nothing about Palpatine. Probably. I mean, in the Clone Wars, they tracked the. They eventually tracked Darth Sidious back to Coruscant, so they knew he was based in Coruscant, somewhere close to 500 Republica, which is like where Palpatine lives, like the ritzy, you know, the ritziest place in Coruscant. So maybe they maybe they just skip ahead where they're at, like, ten years. Yeah, well, I think Palpatine knew Maul was expendable. He, he, he didn't care about Maul. Anakin was always going to be his apprentice. So he, he wouldn't have set things up in a way that um, any of Maul's activities could have led back to him, in my opinion. So far... Our first question from uh, the Facebook post that I put up, we got Storm, Ryan, and Dale, and a, probably a few other people uh, had this what if. So A New Hope, the movie that started it all, the droids, you know, R2-D2 and C-3PO get into the escape pod, and they're plummeting down towards Tatooine, and we see some of these, uh, I don't know, turret um, operators, operators yep, Imperials. And, oh, there's no life forms on there. Uh, don't worry about it. And one of the guys said, what are we, rationing blaster bolts now? Yeah. They just, like, droids aren't a thing? What? You can't have... So what if they just shot that escape pod out of the sky? What happens then? Uh, well, um, they don't get the Death Star plans. Yeah, first of all, and, and Ben never even learns that Leia needs his help. And Luke, yeah, Luke never buys the droids and, and never runs into Obi-Wan unless, like, unless the Death Star was, so here's kind of, like, my unfolding of events, right? Um, the droids die if they can. They're not sentient, but to us they are because they're characters. We can attach them. Um, the Death Star is fired onto a planet. Um, Obi-Wan senses it like he does with, Ol with Alderaan. And I think he goes to seek out Luke. Um, yeah, Alderaan would have happened anyway, I think. Yep, that's the yeah. way. Yeah. They, they already have Leia in custody. Yeah. Yeah, I think, he goes to, I think he goes to seek out Luke at that point, after the planet's already been destroyed. Um, yeah, but, but then, but then uh, um, Luke's aunt and uncle, they would never have been killed. Because the stormtroopers aren't looking for the droids, right? Yeah, they wouldn't track the droids back to Owen and uh, Baru. So does Luke ever leave? Does Luke get the call to action? The Joseph Campbell call to action? Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, I he wanted to go out anyway. I think if Obi Wan came in um, and gave him the spiel, I think he would have been gung ho to go because he wanted to go and well, join the academy. I don't know. I, I thought he was anyway. He always the, knew he didn't belong on Tatooine, you know. Right, um, but the only thing that really like kicked Luke into high gear was at that point Luke had he's like, okay, I'll take you as far as Anchorhead. But they run into that band of Jawas. The Jawas never would have been just like shot up by the Imperials, so they would have just gone to Anchorhead and dropped off. They never would have made a pit stop in Mos Eisley. They never would have made. They never would have uh, run into Han Solo. So I don't. I don't think Luke goes. I think Luke drops him off at Anchorhead, and Obi Wan goes solo. 
Maybe he trains Leia at that point. Yeah, he he, he hires somebody other than Han Solo. Yep. I mean, if and if he, I mean, sure, yeah, and maybe he does Darth Vader again. Right. For the second time. So, do we think at that point Obi Wan was has Obi Wan given up kind of on training Luke until Luke um, shows up unconscious in the Dunlin Waste with the droids? Because in canon, as it stands right now, Obi-Wan drops off Luke with every intention of training him as a child. And, like, there's some problems with the Tusken Raiders, and Obi-Wan kind of intervenes. And uh, so, to break it down, the Lars homestead is attacked by Tusken Raiders, while Owen, Beru, and Luke are all outside. The Tusken Raiders attack, and Obi-Wan just, like, jumps out of the sand because he's just there keeping watch on Luke. He's, like, dropping little toys off for him and everything. And Luke actually gets into the fray. Obi-Wan's about to get taken out by a Tusken Raider, and Luke throws something at the Tusken Raider. And it gives Obi-Wan enough time to kill this Tusken Raider. And after the battle is over, uh, Owen... in the story, it says Owen accomplishes what Sith Lords couldn't, and he, like, knocks Obi-Wan flat on his back, just hammers him down and says, stay away from my family. I, you know, we're done with this. You you got Anakin into a, into a bunch of trouble. You got him killed, and now you're trying to drag Luke into this. So is Obi-Wan given up on training Luke at this point? I don't I think, think it's so. more of a respect well, thing, right? uh, Shame. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's Sean's opinion. Uh, we talked about this a while ago. Like, do you think, Tim Q, do you think Obi-Wan left Tatooine between episodes three and episode four? I don't know. Yoda, Yoda says, into exile we must go. And we know Yoda never left Dagobah. Exile's not the same thing as not moving, right? You, you got to stay hidden. No, don't take registered transport, as they say. Right, but I guess. Yeah, he could I mean, have. I mean, he could he could have left. I mean, I don't, I don't see why he, why he couldn't. Um, I don't think he did, but he might yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he would have either. Question is though, like, uh, man. Like what? Yeah, what the hell did he do? Yeah, yeah. So Luke, or yeah, uh, Owen buying R two D two really sets everything in in, in motion in that movie. If if those droids are destroyed, it's just <laughs> it's a whole new, it's a whole new. Uh, I mean, universe. At that, at that yeah. point, maybe uh, it's a whole new timeline. Because. Obi-Wan's going to leave. He's still going to try to go to Alderaan because even when he feels the disturbance, he doesn't know Alderaan was what happened. Yeah. So he's still going to go to Alderaan and still find it destroyed. He's still probably going to end up with whoever he's with on the Death Star. Well, why would he go to Alderaan if he didn't get the message to go there? Ooh, well. Yeah, he he knew something bad happened, but he may not have been able to pinpoint it. That's a good point. Well, I mean, but Bale is like his only contact at this point. So he may still go to contact Bail. I'm sure. I'm sure news would spread. I mean, a whole planet blows up. People are gonna find out. So does he? Does he find? Does he find out in time that it was Alderaan to not go to Alderaan? 
Chappelle's his only contact that he really has. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, think I think what, I think what you see is the start of a completely different set of films. Maybe even more interesting. Um, with oh, it's a whole new set of films. Everything is different. <laughs> yeah, with with a, uh, you know, I think with Obi Wan and, and the systems trying to revolt and setting up a setting up a resistance or a rebellion that's probably stronger than the one that we saw in A New Hope and even Return of the Jedi, but maybe didn't have the power or knowledge to know how to take down the Death Star. And who knows, maybe that's when you see the uh, hyperspace jump first right. at that point in time. You know what I mean? Just desperation. Yeah. yeah. Well, to take, take it to the next step, Storm uh, says, what if R5-D4 didn't have a bad motivator? <laughs> the droids crash land. They make their way to the Jawas. Uh, you know, the, they show up, they roll up to the Lars homestead. They, uh, they're they like, ah, yeah, we don't want R2-D2. We'll take R5-D4. He has a perfect motivator. The Jawas roll off. We got C-3PO and R2-D2. R2-D2 goes along his merry way. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you could literally say anything random and it changes the course of the entire film. Luke and Leia, um, they died of SIDS. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're just we're just hypothesizing yeah. our. Uh, I mean, that, that's a, that's a big thing. We're talking about like small little details. Little like, details. Okay, one droid has a good motivator, so R two D two is not bought by Owen Lars, and you know Luke never meets R two. He never discovers the message by Leia, et cetera, et cetera. Right, et cetera. right. But I mean, it is it is no. a big detail in in terms in, in terms of how the the arc. Yeah, it plays out big. It's a butterfly effect. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's the same sort of question as what happens if they shoot down the escape pod? Well, they don't buy the tickets. But if I mean the droids, if if, if that droid didn't have a bad motivator, they still would have been on Tatooine regardless, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so R two D two and C three PO getting blown up in my mind is a little bit different than R two D two and C three PO getting to Tatooine right. and. Getting separated. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, R2 still has a restraining bolt. He can't even play the message without the restraint, you know, the whole message. Well, I mean, like, Obi Wan lives close by. Who's to say the Jawas don't stop at Obi Wan's next? Sure. Yeah. If R2 makes it to Tatooine, I think Obi Wan hears that message somehow. Right. So here's the interesting thing. Do you think Obi Wan actually recognized? R2-D2, and he's just he's just playing coy. Why would he not recognize it? They had, the droid, they had, they had, they had, they had their memories wiped, right? Right. Like Bail Organa. Well, well, R2-D2 doesn't have his memory wiped. So maybe he's doing the Anakin thing. So when Anakin became Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker died, Maybe he was identifying with Ben in that moment and saying, well, the person who knew R2-D2 is not the same individual right. that I am now. So Anakin, you know, Darth Vader isn't Anakin because Anakin's dead, and Ben is an Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan's dead. Well, Obi-Wan, see, I don't believe that because the first thing that he does when Luke's there is pull out a hero in that movie. If Han Solo doesn't show up, it's all over. It's all done. I gave most of the credit to Chewie. I think Chewie is Han Solo's uh, conscience sitting on his shoulder. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I think Han's like, eh, screw it, whatever. 
if uh, what what does Beckett tell him? If you expect for everybody to uh, let you down, you'll never be disappointed or whatever. Yeah. I think Chewie's the one that's like, come on, man. You're not about this. Go on back. Eh, I don't know, man. I think it was – I mean, I think it was a strike of conscience for Han Solo. You know what I mean? Because he, he didn't really have friends. And even though it was dangerous going to rescue this princess who was promised all this money, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think that intrinsically he still wants to do the right thing. I mean, look at what like he – the entire thing that he did in the solo film was, you know, uh, to, to to get back to Kira, to get back to something that was important to him. And I don't yeah, think he had anything thing. that was important to him until Luke and Leia. Yeah, yeah. One one thing that I, I always notice when I watch the original trilogy is after A New Hope, Han Solo is just all in for, for everything. I guess, I guess – um, Around Hoth, he's trying to go back to pay off. Uh, he's getting some Java, but like he's, I think he, he's no longer a, the scoundrel. He's I think just, that was more of a ploy in Hoth just to like get a rise out of yeah, yeah, he's just kind of among everybody else. He, you know, the only time you ever question his character ever is in A New Hope. Yeah, and and then when he comes back, you know, it's that answers that question. I who was bringing it up to me the other day? Somebody was bringing up like the the uh, outfit, um, the wardrobes were very telling. They were very uh, one. Probably the heart. That's his thing. It was the heart. Yeah, was the heart. He went on that. Was the heart at the uh, my son Luke's uh, baby sprinkle? Um, he was saying he liked how in a new Hulk, you know, Luke was wearing all white. Leia was wearing white. Obi Wan was wearing white, like light robes. And uh, then you have Darth Vader is wearing black. The Imperials are wearing all dark drab. But um, then you got Han Solo, and he's wearing light and dark. He's morally ambiguous. And you have stormtroopers that are wearing all white. Well, yeah, there's that. There's that. I thought about that a second ago. I was like, I'll leave that out because it doesn't work for this. Casey just <laughs> holds it up. Holds it up. Holds it up. Uh, my wife hates yeah. it when I pull it out, too. Well, it worked for you for a long time. But, uh, <laughs> for years, we were beginning to question, but uh, Natalia is here with us now, and we all love her. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, Han Solo is like the morally ambiguous one in that. I mean, yeah, what's Han Solo do? If he, why he shoots first, Han shot. You know the thing, I, I don't even like the thing Han shot first. I don't even like that saying. You want to know why? Because originally, Han didn't just shoot first. Han shot, period. That was it. There was no... Yeah, he was the only one, the only one that shot. He freaking blasted Greedo. He destroyed Greedo. Just not Han shot first. Han shot first and then asked questions. He like, killed him. Yeah, Han just blasted him. And I, do you blame him? That doesn't make him a terrible guy. I mean, it shows that he's serious. If somebody's holding a blaster to me and I got a loaded blaster under the table... I'm blasting him. Yeah, his, his, I mean, he was threatened. I don't know if his life was in danger. I think Greedo was trying to get money out of him or bring him in, right? I don't know. So this is kind of like a hypothetical in and of itself because it's like we've already gotten two versions of the story. I mean, Jabba wanted him alive. Like Boba Fett he's said, alive. he's no good to me dead, right? Mm. He wanted him frozen in 
Well, well, it was it was for that was later on. Though. That was a different time. That was I a agree. different time. I agree. I think I think I think Greedo and him had some history. After Greedo, he was able to approach Java and smooth things over, so things weren't even as serious at that point in time. Java, you're a wonderful human being, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like that, just even killing Greedo almost seems unnecessary, and then Han. Being the only one who fires, I mean, really establishes them as, as a loose cannon. That's almost what the special editions have given to us. They've given us two looks, two different takes on what could have happened. Han could have just shot him in cold blood, essentially. Not really cold blood. I mean, he had, Greedo had a blaster. Like, Greedo had a blaster. Like, Sean could have just blasted him and killed him. Or Greedo could have shot, missed, Han dodged it or whatever, and then Han shoots him. You see, I think I think that could have been fixed with just like a little cut because Han probably probably would have had friends there in the cantina, right? He could have, he could have just like he could have just like glanced over. Yeah, but he was wasn't he sitting down next yeah. to him? Yeah, Greedo Greedo could realize he's kind of outgunned in that in that moment. Well, no, but like I think I think like he has friends in the bar. He looks over at somebody, and uh, they give him like a little nod or a little something like yeah, like this dude has a gun. You know what I mean? And Han Solo's just like fuck your face, boom. I, like I think that that would have been probably better for his character, actually. Just like how how he can how involved he is with you know everything, especially when it comes especially when it comes to the Force Awakens. He's hauling Rathars. He had this giant crew. He's hauling it for the king of this planet or something. Blah blah blah. Um, I think I think it would have been better showing how uh, intertwined. Han Solo was with with everything, and how good of a smuggler swindler he is, and how that kind of unravels in the Force Awakens. It would have made it a little bit more powerful. I like that. Different clans coming on his ship. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because there's no one left for him to swindle. He's done swindled everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> Your game is old. Yeah. You're so a dead man. We have here is uh, is kind of a funny one. What if Elon? Which is the guy that tries to sell Obi Wan death sticks? Hey, you want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. So I go home, I rethink my life, and I think, hey, I want to sell some death sticks. <laughs> that's, prob- that's probably what he did. Change your life. He said, think about it. Rethink it. Thought about it. Yeah, I still want to sell death sticks. I mean, that guy, his whole life, he's had a crap life, probably, that led him to where he is. You know, he probably... It's, yeah, and, and it's his sole source of income. He has no resume to speak of. He probably, <laughs> he probably enjoys getting high. He was probably high when Obi-Wan told him that. He woke up, the first thing he did was do a death stick and was like, I need to go sell some death sticks. <laughs> Like he might, like he might attribute that whole spirit experience of being brain tricked, right? Uh, to As death sticks. Like, maybe he goes clean <laughs> off of that. He's like, whoa, man, whoa, whoa. Uh, right, but then, but then, but then I see him actually becoming a villain of some sort, like an underworld, like because you know he, yeah, he stops doing that because he was brain tricked <laughs> into it. But now he has, like I said, he has no source of income. He can't get a job. He becomes an even bigger criminal than just selling. <laughs> You know, glow sticks. <laughs> what if and, he goes to CCC? What if he just stops and he goes to CCC after that? 
no, no, I like Forest this, I Community like College. No, I like this idea. I like this idea. So, like, that, that mind trick straightens his brain out, but it doesn't fix his life. So, he's right. still a criminal. He, he turns into, like, Al Capone or something. Just gets serious about death sticks and just creates a, a larger syndicate than what would have existed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe he ends up meet, running into Palpatine somewhere. And Palpatine like senses his past and how like entrepreneurial he was and selling drugs and blah blah blah, <laughs> being interconnected in this underworld, and ends up just like running Coruscant. He doesn't. They don't now. All of a sudden, they don't need clone troopers. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. you just have this guy's thugs. At, at least, at least on Coruscant itself. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Palpatine has like a face. Yeah. Oh, I love where this one's going. This is great. Simki, you need to join in on more of these. We do this stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. He, he rivals the Black Sun and Prince Zixor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what, what, were, what were the gangs in KOTOR when you were, like, in the under, like, like the underworld of Coruscant? The, 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 the hidden backs and the, and the, the hidden backs and the... Yeah. That was, there were the humans. And then there was also, like, the aliens, too. It started with a V, right? The, the, about, yeah, it did. So the hidden backs and someone else. I'm just going ahead and back because I feel too bad to be evil. What was the huge corporate um, Zerka Zerka Corporation? Yeah. So that just got brought back into canon uh, via uh, Jedi and Apprentice, the book. Yeah. Yep. Or Master and Apprentice, the book. They're, uh, you know, back then they were still talking about how Zerka has been around since the formation of the Republic, maybe before it. In Master and Apprentice, Zerka Corporation is still around. Wow. And they were talking about it might have predated the Republic, and they're still enslaving people. And because of their, like, the laws of the Republic and the, you know, morally gray areas where they allow slaves to serve parts, Zerka it operates outside of the Republic, kind of. So it still has slaves, and it's still enslaving people. When yeah. it, when these planet and this planet and this book it it allows it to um come in it sets base there and if people like like Casey you get caught you know you're a teenager you get caught you know stealing something they sell you into slavery like that's what the punishment is for stealing yeah. you're sold to Zerka to pay off your debt and if you have any children while you're in while you're a slave, your child is born as a slave. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like humanity. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not unlike what we do. Yeah, there, 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 there are humanity, lots of slaves, but, but the opposite the of humanity. Yeah, yeah. So, for our next question, we have uh, let's see, Yoga Cat asks. What if Obi-Wan slips and falls down the shaft at the reactor pit in episode one and never, or no, 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 this is in uh, A New Hope. A New Hope. Obi-Wan slips and falls off the shaft and never shuts down the tractor beam. Now, Tim, you had something to say about this earlier. Yeah, so the interesting thing about this question is um, after the Millennium Falcon leaves the Death Star, uh, Leia realizes that their escape was a little bit too easy, too easy and, they were, and they were let go. So that's, that's an interesting... Uh, so did Obi-Wan die in vain? Yeah, did he really do anything because they were going to be let go to... to were they going to disable the tractor beam anyway and just let him go to lead him back to the rebel base? So Obi-Wan sacrificed... 
What did it really do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's possible, but I mean, I don't, but I think without, yeah, I don't know. I think without Obi-Wan dying willingly, maybe that changes, well, because Qui-Gon, well, Qui-Gon really didn't either, but he didn't die immediately. You know what I mean? He had, he had a moment of consciousness and was alive for like two minutes after he got stabbed. Maybe he accepted death during that point in time. I don't know if Obi-Wan would have. So that's the question of. Obi-Wan was ready too. He knew, yeah. it was, he knew what he was, knew was coming. Yeah. Well, like even when he says when he first meets Luke, well, he's not dead. Not yet. Does he know? Did Obi-Wan know the whole time? Probably. He, he knew his doom was impending. Did he know that him meeting up with Luke was what was going to lead to? lead to his inevitable oh i think absolutely because that that path leads no for him that path only goes one direction right you know what i mean but because because luke is untrained there's going to be things that happen um and if luke gets into trouble 100 percent obi-wan's going to be there and they were going into trouble so i think that obi-wan had a very very good understanding that this was his last adventure, at least as a flesh, meat, armored skeleton powered by a brain. But corporeal, um, translucent beings are we? Not this. Uh, Tim Q. It was the Volkers, the Volkars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, knew yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. I knew it was a beast. I need to play the Old Republic again. I love those games. Not the Old Republic. Kotor. Yeah, Kotor. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, the Old Republic was actually pretty fun for a long time too. You but, stuck uh, with it a lot longer than uh, I think Sean and I did. Even. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, it was still fun. Like even when I came out here, it was it was 2012. I was playing that into the summer. Of yeah, 2012. I hear they have some pretty good storylines. Like they went back to their roots and expanded on Revan. And Tim, uh, that book was like Revan and stuff. You read that book, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And they expanded on Revan after that, like after he was in. And another thing that another thing that helped too is what they did is uh, they enabled cross server war zones. Oh really? Yeah. So like, if your server was quiet at the end of the night, blah blah blah, you could you could queue for a war zone and probably join with the team from a different server. Right. So it made it a little bit more exciting, and it was fun. Yeah, man, that was a fun game. So future uh, guests we're going to have on, um, I don't, you've probably heard of them, Casey, but I don't, we, we just talked about, we were out at Bell's, and we just talked about how you guys never actually met. Uh, our buddy, uh, Dan Krasinski, Big DK, he, uh, he's got a lot of interesting insight on Star Wars, and we want to have him on the podcast here soon. Yeah, he was That's just dropping serious questions I was like, in casual conversation. Like, man, I should be recording this. This is a podcast in and of itself. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down. I like these hypo- I like these hypotheticals. Apparently, is what I was about to say. Hypotheticals, because we're well, jumping from one to the other. Well, Adam, Adam uh, is asking here, essentially what I was skipping ahead to. Darth Maul kills Obi Wan after he already killed Qui Gon while he's hanging from the pipe. So at this point, what happens? Darth Maul kills Qui Gon. He kills Obi Wan. Anakin still blows up the Trade Federation ship, still shuts down the droids. I mean, Palpatine still gets what he wants, essentially. He's still voted in as Chancellor. Um, but Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are dead. 
What happens to Anakin? I think I think uh, I think really a good question there. Actually, I don't think it's as good of a question as you think it is, because yeah. Chancellor Palpatine used his powers before, right? And he could have he could have used this situation to say emergency powers or something like that, and he could have still used his power to compel the Jedi Order to train Anakin. Hmm. Or does he just take Anakin? Like, do they like? All right, no, Anakin, go back. But he's now aware of I don't his presence in the Force. I don't think I don't think Anakin would have went with him to just go train with the dark side and not tell anybody else that he was learning how to be something. Because in the first movie, he was so he was Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. No, but nothing can kill a Jedi. You know what I mean? But here's here's my train of thought. Like, Anakin gets his panties in and out pretty quick, as we learn, as the, you know. But not as a young kid. As a young kid, I don't think so. Yeah, but still, as a young kid, he wanted to do it. If if Qui-Gon comes and gets him, takes him out of slavery, it's like, you're going to be a Jedi, I promise. And then the two Jedi that he meets are killed, and then the Jedi Council, I don't think that they do at that point. I don't think that... You know, the other Jedi are sympathetic just because, basically, because of Qui-Gon's dying wish. A and, a cut. Right. I think that at that point, Mason is like, eh, I don't think the boy should be trained. Uh, maybe it's not such yeah. a bad thing that these guys yeah, died. True. They send them back. The and it, it steps logical to associate Anakin with Obi-Wan. Well, Obi-Wan's dead, so I guess Anakin's not worth pursuing either. Well, I mean, at that, they'd already written Anakin off. Right at that point, they written Anakin. They had written Anakin off. At the end of Episode One, it becomes clear that the Council has approved Anakin's training. What does that have to do with Obi Wan? But they already approved. Well, they already were like, eh, were, they were pretty much done with him. Like, until yeah, no, they they, they weren't. What changed? Yeah, no, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't going to train him. Like the only thing, the only reason why they did it is because Obi-Wan said, I take him as my Padawan learner. He was going to do it no with or without his approval. Yeah, he was going to do it no matter what. But no, what I'm after, saying, what I'm saying, after Obi-Wan says, I'll do it with or without your approval, Obi-Wan, or Yoda. sorry, Yoda says, I don't approve of it, but the council does. So apparently there were further meetings where some sort of approval had been attained. Okay, so you think, okay, so let's follow that train of thought. If they're still going to train him, who trains him? I have no idea. So let's look I think, at... I, I think he jumps into a class. But anyway, I think, I think the reason, I think the reason why... That's who trains him. Opo Rancisi's trains him. According to current canon, it is against the code for a sitting member of the Jedi Council to take a, a Jedi learner except for in extreme circumstances. According to what Dooku Jedi lost, like, Dooku was an extreme circumstance himself, and Yoda ended up stepping up and training him himself because he was, like, he's very powerful. Yeah, so Yoda's the trainer. So what if, I think Yoda then breaks mandate again and trains another Jedi? But we could say, oh, that could be good. Like, Obi-Wan says, I thought I could train him as well as Master Yoda. However, Master Yoda trained Dooku, and how well did that work out in the end? <laughs> Well, I mean, Dooku trained Qui-Gon, right? Well, Dooku trained Qui-Gon, but Dooku still ended up falling to the dark side. I think Qui-Gon was a... Qui-Gon... I've said this since open episode one. Qui-Gon is... He's special. He was a bit of a rogue, but 
he was more of a Jedi than an actual Jedi, Jedi in, yeah. in the saga. So you guys like to talk, you and Sean like to talk about Grey Jedi. And like I say, like, you might call Qui-Gon a Grey Jedi, but I call the rest of the Jedi at that time kind of Grey Jedi. I think no, I got no, they, they weren't Grey Jedi. They were just a Jedi should have been they weren't, than gosh, any of the rest of them. They weren't Grey Jedi. They were extremists. The Jedi were extremists? Yes, and Qui-Gon was like the centrist, I guess you would say. Like, if you look at it on the political spectrum, there's like the hard right, the hard left, and I think that at that point in time, the Sith were the hard right, the Jedi as it stood was the hard left, and Qui-Gon was more of a centrist in terms of, I mean, like, there were probably Jedi who thought that he could have been a Sith, and there were Sith that still think that he also probably could have been a Sith. I think he, if you look at it as a pendulum, or a, or as like a flat line, whereas this this is 100% Jedi and this is 100% Sith. I think Qui Gon would fall like here. You know. Well, then I mean? I'll ask you this: Is what Dooku says true in Episode Two? Would Qui Gon have joined Dooku? I don't think so. Would Qui Gon? I don't think so either. Dooku. Dooku was Dooku starts falling down the dark path, and I think Dooku isn't as much of a dark character as we make him out to be. I think he was. I think he realized that there were faults in the Jedi, just like Qui Gon did. Qui Gon probably got that disillusionment from Dooku. Dooku falls a bit, and he learns of the plot of the Sith. In Episode Two, what if he's being legitimate when he reaches out to Obi Wan? He's like, "Look, this." There's, I'll, I'll tell you the truth right now. There's the Dark Lord of the Sith is controlling the Senate. <laughs> what if he's being sincere? Right what if he's being sincere? What if Qui Gon's still alive? He goes to Qui Gon. He's like, "Look, Qui Gon, leave the Jedi. They're blind fools. Come with me. Let's start something different, like Kylo Ren." But yeah. isn't but but isn't Qui Gon in bed with the Dark Lord of the Sith at the same time? Qui Gon? Yeah, not Qui Gon. Uh, Dooku. Well, that's what I'm saying. What he if is, he is? But he, he's he's also more of a one night stand. But he's also upfront with Obi Wan. Like he tells Obi Wan things he doesn't have to when Obi Wan's like, uh, you know, trapped in that. Yeah, that's yeah. floating around. You know. Well, I think I think that the reason why he did that was out of respect for Qui Gon because Qui Gon trained him, and he thought that, you know, Obi Wan might see his way too. Oh, I don't, I don't, like yeah, I don't, like I mean, so what, have to say what that. was his end game in that? What was his end game in telling Obi Wan that? What if Obi Wan was like? Oh, I see your point. If I believe you. Like, yeah, I sense in episode one, Obi Wan sensed there was something else going on, something elsewhere. Elusive. I think, like, I think Dooku. I think Dooku was at that point in time actually dark. I think that he would have taken Obi Wan to try to take control. So I, I think that's what. Would so he's telling him the truth to manipulate him towards his own dark. Goals. I think I think so, and if and if Qui Gon would have been alive, um, who knows what would have happened? I don't think Qui Gon would have went to the dark side. I think would, would, would Dooku have fallen so deep into the dark side if Qui Gon hadn't been killed? Uh, that's that's what I was about to say too. I don't think so. I think Qui Gon was a very rare and special Jedi. Exactly. That that, uh, that well could have he, changed everything. He leads the uh, frontier into the. Uh, you know, maintaining yourself past death. So, I mean, he obviously was very special, very rare. Yeah. So, if Qui-Gon doesn't die, what does that do for Dooku? 
And what does that have? What does that do for Palpatine? Palpatine, they kill Darth Maul. Well, I think I think Palpatine finds somebody else. There's there's tons of Force users that aren't discovered or born or whatever. I think he finds somebody else to take up that fulcrum. And but somebody as influential as the the you know the uh, the Count of Sereno that can rally people to his cause and create a confederacy. Somebody as powerful as Anakin at that point, because I don't think Anakin's turned to the dark side if Qui Gon lives. Well, I mean that definitely helps the like the speediness of the process. But do you I don't think, think Palpatine gets away with the Clone Wars and Order sixty because the Clone Wars is already like the clones are already being grown. That's already in motion. Do you think Qui Gon doesn't die and and Palpatine still gets away with Order sixty six under the Jedi's noses? He starts the Clone Wars. Do I, don't think, so. I don't think. I don't think. So. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so, because like like what Count Dooku did with Obi-Wan, I think he would have wanted to give Qui-Gon uh, a little bit of a heads up to try to get him to come back, to, to come to his side, or to, to, to leave the Jedi at the very least, to, to save yourself from this war that was about to come. I think that if Qui-Gon had lived, yeah, the clones are still being grown and stuff like that, um, but I think that I don't think anyone knew about Order 66 except for Sidious. He was the only one who could activate it. But then the question is, Sifo-Dyas is the one that placed the order, right? Was Sifo the clones? Yeah. Clones, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It was Master Sifo-Dyas. But then Master Sifo-Dyas was killed more than 10 years ago. And at that point in time, the clones were... Like probably just after the order to create the clones was made a reality because those clones at that point in time were like what like the full grown ones were like twenty and they grow right. like twice the speed. So Sifo-Dyas creates this order. He has this order sixty six built in. But what what is the actual order sixty six? Is well, it to kill the Jedi? Because I don't think Master Sifo-Dyas at that point in time, assuming that he was a good Jedi, would have agreed to build in that order unless I don't know that Order 66 was part of ordering the clones. I think, here's what I think, as far as I understand, here's what happened. sifo had visions and he foresaw the possibility of the Sith returning for a long time and he was convinced that the Republic was going to need an army. Dooku was privy to this information and when he turned to the dark side, this information became available to Palpatine. And so sifo being like the lifelong friend of Dooku, like Dooku's Ron Weasley, uh, was able to then manipulate the situation. And they were able to go and manipulate the clones. That's what Palpatine's all about. Like we've talked about this. Well, no, because it wasn't about manipulation, right? Uh, we- Palpatine said just about being able to make, you know, uh, he doesn't foresee everything, but he's able to react to things and twist things to his own machinations. Right, but like, isn't it canon, though, that it's not necessarily a manipulation, it's like a chip 
and some of those chips misfire in certain ones like Rex, Captain Rex. Yeah, well, it, it, what it is is an organic chip that overrides things, and it basically takes away their free will at that point. Order 66 is programmed into them to for them to take away their free will and for them to turn on their their generals. So See, but I think, I think, I think that's, that's I think that's I think that's a stupid I think that's a stupid, very close response. I think what happened was execute order 66, and then we didn't see the rest of the dialogue. I think when you say that word, execute order 66, whoever says it, maybe it has to be somebody very high up. Gotta be He's the leader. <laughs> He's like the president. He can control the army to a certain point for a certain amount of time. Right, but I, th- I think I think we're missing... How many different Jedi are spread across the galaxy? Like a thousand? Like how long does it take? Ten thousand Jedi Knights at that point, right around. So ten thousand times he said, "Execute Order Sixty Six." Well, yeah. no, because like there was uh there there were there were several Jedi in certain areas, and then once you said that, that's why they had the order at the end, like the the message saying all Jedi come back to the temples so they could fucking kill him, but. Uh, so that was like the cleanup process for that. But I think what we're missing is execute order 66 and a little blurb uh, from Palpatine saying, do this, kill, kill the Jedi. The Jedi have betrayed the Republic. I think that that could have solved a lot of this questioning because at this point in time, execute order 66. Okay. Execute six, order 66 is built into their head, but no, like uh, you talk to the cloners, everyone went there. They, they thought that the Jedi weren't coming, that they had forgot about them. Last time, last last person they knew of was Master Sifo-Dyas. So yeah. they knew of Tyrannus, though, too, Darth Tyrannus. Right, but that's they a bad guy. Him. But that's a bad guy, not not part of the people that made the actual order. So how would they know to put this chip in? Well, I don't um, know. They they knew he was part of the order because he's I, the one that commissions Jango Fett to be the donor for the clones. Right. Well, well, here's the thing, though. I think I think Order sixty six. I think I think the organic chip is something that's installed in the clones anyway, right? It's organic chip, right? I think I think you can say a certain phrase, and it would, uh, it, it would it would it would it would totally give you control over everything that they do, whether it's kill themselves, you want them gone. Um, you say this specific phrase, and you can make them do whatever you want. So you're saying anybody could have executed Order 66? I'm saying possibly, yes. Okay. I agree with that, I I guess. anybody. So it's just a code, code, just Order 66. Somebody accidentally says that, and some clones go crazy and just start shooting. I mean, why why would you ever say that, execute Order 66? Like, I have never said that in my life. (laughs) I don't think... Like 20 times in in the time I've been talking to you. Just play this bag. Uh, right now, I'm talking about like beyond the world of like Star Wars lore. You know what I mean? Like, and, and even in the military, execute order 66. I don't think that you would. But ever did you ever? That. Did you ever like? Uh, so, sleeper cells. I remember. I remember. I had I had the Xbox like what, whatever their thing was that they were competing with. Connect. No. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was, like um, sometimes like a phrase would come up in a movie and it would. So, sound like sufficiently close to rewind that like mm. the movie would start rewinding like yeah. i mean how close to the to order 66 do i have to be before like some clones start tweeting? what if some guy's name is like orber silly six right yeah. and they're like oh execute orber silly six and they're like 
No, I'm not executing him. I'm executing the chip. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. see it play out that the chip malfunctions in the Lost Missions of the Clone Wars, where that's what unravels, and some of the clones actually have that chip removed because I think his name was Fives, one of the clones. Yeah. He started killing some Jedi. Yeah. And the, the clones started investigating it themselves. And at that point, you kind of learn that the Kaminoans are in on it. They know what's going They know what Order 66 is. They're aware of the chips. So I think Darth Tyrannus was, Count Dooku was more involved in this than what we think. He might have taken, he might have even taken the guise of Sifo Diaz, ordered it on his behalf, just as a scapegoat kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's not a very like specific phrase like with caps lock and certain areas and numbers and <laughs> exclamation points in certain other areas, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't think uh, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> well, I think we're off the rails. All right, so Brian, next question. Uh, I Brian. got one more question. One more. One more question? Yeah, it's it's getting late. Okay, then I'm gonna go I'm gonna go deep on this one, okay? <clears throat> sure. I'm gonna go with George Lucas. This is a bigger one. George Lucas's original outline for Return of the Jedi. Here's how it plays out. Han Solo dies. They try to rescue him from Jabba. He ends up dying. Okay. This sends this Luke. Is Return of the Jedi, then, right? Return of the Jedi. Han's in Carbonite. They try to rescue him. Han gets killed. So this pushes Luke towards the dark side. His buddy's dead. His best friend dead. So he's he, he's already like kind of teetering on the dark side at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he uses the Force choke, which is predominantly right. a dark For, side move. It's not defense. It's offense. It's attacking someone. Then Han dies. Okay. Continue for the rest of Return of the Jedi. It plays out very similar to how it plays out. Otherwise, Luke is then on the Death Star um, with Vader, with Palpatine, and it comes down to the point where Palpatine's like, strike him down with all your anger. And he takes his father out, and he confronts Palpatine. Um, Palpatine still bests Luke and is about to kill him. Vader still makes the sacrifice, kills Palpatine. Now, here's how George Lucas envisioned the ending of Return of the Jedi. This is when he was still thinking about, like, three years later, he was going to make Episode Seven. okay? At the end, Vader dies. Big change. Luke has been, he's already, he's pretty much fallen into the dark side at this point. He's given into his, his anger. He uh, was going to strike down his father. He puts on Vader's mask, and he says, now I'm Vader. And he, the Vader's, the, the original Vader's dead, Palpatine's dead. He then takes control of the Empire. This was George Lucas's idea, and, like, it was a couple of producers and street. Long you see, I mean, like, like hold on, like, because real quick, uh, maybe it was changed, or maybe it was part of that, but he actually did try to kill Palpatine Vader block blood. Right, at that point. And then but then what happens after that is Luke would then best Vader. He's already slipped into the dark side at this point because Han was the 
the fulcrum. He was I don't the, think he would have beat Palpatine, though. That's, that's the he didn't beat Palpatine. He didn't beat Palpatine. Vader still makes his sacrifice for him. He still has the love for his child. So he bets Vader, but not killing him. Right. Gotcha. So it plays out a lot like it does with Han dying earlier. Luke's already, like, he's already slipping towards the dark side at that point. Just because of his aggression, because of his hate, because of his fear. And he then takes on the mantle at the end of Return of the Jedi of Darth Vader, and he takes over the Empire. You see, I, I, I'll stop you there because I think that I think that the Death Star is still blown up because it wasn't Han, really. It was uh, Leia. Leia, Leia, Leia's, Leia's the one that befriended the Ewoks, and the only reason they got into the base at the end was because Chewie took over one of the walkers and does blew open Chewie the door. Go? Or does Chewie's like? Eh. Chewie, I, I think Chewie uh, goes. Yeah, Chewie's butterfly It's butterfly effect. Like, what, how does it? How does Han not being there? Because Han never goes up and sneaks up on that scout, and the Ewok, you know, the Ewoks never help him out. They never go up, be like, go off on the speeder. They never. Han is never there with the idea to be like, I got an idea, Leia. Leia's never shot there. Right, with but, that, but that was, but that was, that was in front of the doors. Yeah, that was after they, Leia they was already. With, they that never get in without Han. With his idea, they never get in to dismantle the shield. The shield was only dismantled because Chewie blew up the doors with the walker because the Ewoks took down everybody else. But it was Han's idea. The only reason, the, like, the, the tap on the shoulder and run away thing, that was... That's yeah, not even what I'm okay. talking about. I'm talking about it was Han's idea to use the walker. It was Han's. It was Han going up and his... No. It was not Han's idea to use the walker. Chewie what? walked up, and, and he was no. and Han was, like, putting up his hands. Right. And then he was like – and then Chewie pops up, and he is like, oh, Chewie, wait a minute. I've got an idea. And the next so thing you, you see you is don't think, – You don't think anybody else would have thought to fucking shoot that blaster at that door? Are you kidding well, me? Well, they might have shot the – that's not what happened, though. That's not what happened, though. They didn't shoot the blaster at the door. Han got on there. And being an uh, ex-imperial, impersonated an imperial, and said, "Oh, the rebels are in retreat. Open the blast doors. They come out." And then Han's like, "Gotcha." But I'm just saying, hypothetically, the question is, if if George Lucas went through with his, there might have been little changes here or there, there with what Chewie does, blah blah blah. But Luke puts on the mask and he becomes the leader of the Empire. Sure. He blows up Endor. Where does where does Lucas so what happened to Palpatine? I don't understand. Palpatine goes down the shaft. So Vader takes out Palpatine, and then Luke just says, "Well, I'm just going to be in charge of the Empire now." Yeah, that was that was George Lucas's idea. That doesn't make any sense. Why would anybody? Which 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 is why it wasn't what happened. And thank God for his wife at the time. Yeah, why would anybody follow Luke in that case? He's he's not anybody. He. I mean, he still has powers. Like he could, he could. Well, of course, he does. The but people are just gonna follow him because he's the the son of the apprentice of the guy that they were just well, taking orders takes, from. If he takes the helmet and puts it on, and he becomes Darth Vader, he's the well, he would, I mean, like, sure, put on the helmet, but that, but that, he, that, does, that the only reason Darth Vader had the helmet on was to keep himself alive. 
Luke wouldn't have like Luke might have kept the helmet or maybe like disabled the apparatus. But if anything, it disables him from using his full powers because you know he's not burnt to a crisp and needs it to survive. I think that if he, I think that okay, sure. Um, he be, he he comes back and he calls in like the admiral or whoever and says like I killed these two guys and they're they're going to be scared of him because it's all about power. Power scares people, sure. So it, I think maybe, maybe he could have convinced some of them. It'll be fear. He's gonna, yeah. It, it's that's what it, that's what it was with Darth Vader and and Palpatine when it came to building the Death Star. Um, you're behind. We'll double F it, sir. Right. The Emperor will be glad to hear. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I think I if it. if he went full blown dark side, sure. But I I could never see that happening from. Luke, I still, I still think Obi Wan would have been talking to him and stuff like that, and I think that he thought, I think that if Luke took over, he would have thought that he was doing a good thing, trying to restore order. Yeah, kind of well, like Anakin if you, if you told Padme. Yeah, yeah. If you look at how Anakin fell, like he thought he was doing a good thing. He was trying to protect Padme. He was trying yeah, to save. Can, yeah, we can like, rule the gal- make things the way we want them to be. You know what I mean? Well, no, um, even even before that, like he was he was scared with those dreams yeah. that that yeah he was thinking she was gonna die. So like he entered into the dark side with kind of the best intentions, you know, the the road to hell, best intentions, that whole hey, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, okay, Darth Vader throws Palpatine over the the thing, and they're all dead. So. All of a sudden, Luke's an asshole. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't. I don't really buy it either. But if, if, if he thought like his dad did and said, uh, "Okay, we need to like I can make a difference now," um, and and wanted to try and take control of this empire, this military that that is there. Maybe he just calls him off. He's like, "Let the rebels go," but I'm in control of you now. Which is kind of what we've let, been let hold full Who's circle. Who's going to follow that order? Just some jackass on the phone that just killed your your. No, I think I, so. You know, I mean, you're on the you're on. So, no, at that point in time, you're on the Death Star. It's like the biggest thing built at that point in time, the Death Star too. Okay. There's there's, yeah. there's important people there. I think you call but, somebody in and be Palpatine like, "Look at what I did. I'm your boss now." Right. Palpatine just sits on this plain ass chair. You need like twenty people to fire the Death Star. Like, you're you're not in charge just because you is say it you're like in the nuclear. Is it like the nuclear football though? Like, do they need Palpatine to say fire? Do they need a Tarkin to say fire? No, so they, never, they line up. Do they never get them to say fire? It's fear. It's fear and unquestioning loyalty. And the thing is, like up until this point where this question was asked, at least in my knowledge. Um, it, what is the succession? Like, if the emperor dies of old age, if the Vader dies. <laughs> so, so Luke sometimes shows up. Yeah. Palpatine and Vader are dead, and he just decides. Oh, well, well, I guess I'm in charge now. People aren't is, just going to follow. Him. The thing is, so he is well, no. I, I think it's like I think it's like the I think it's like kind of I think the way that it's being um, asked, Tim Q, is kind of like the kings of old. Right, like you kill it, like you 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 win kill a battle, king, you, you kill a king, you yeah you become it. I, I think I think that I think that he pulls in 
I think if Luke wanted to do it and be successful in it, he pulls in he pulls in an admiral or somebody and uh, scares him into well, fighting. Yeah, like, like there's no there's no there's no names, right? They didn't they never refer to the name of the emperor as Darth Sidious. Most people probably never even seen Darth Sidious. Mm-hmm. So Luke becomes the emperor. And this admiral or two that he calls in gives them orders. The emperor says to do this. The emperor says to do that. And Luke just becomes this faceless figure. Like the yeah, he just calls in the moths. And the moths are like, oh, I'm going to question you. And he's like, all right, let me kill one of you. <laughs> all right, who's going to question me next? Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a faceless title, the emperor. I think that's the only way, I think that's the only way it works, Kinky. I agree with what you're saying. Luke would never do it in 100 years. And I understand that, why would you follow Luke? But I think that if you, like, if I put myself in the position of somebody in a high level of power on, like, a battleship or something, and um, there's no communication to the outside world, and I walk into this chamber, and I'm one of the few people who know what the Emperor actually looks like, and have heard him speak directly to me, and I've seen Darth Vader standing next to him, and they're both dead, and there's this guy standing there, and he says that I killed them, listen to me. I'd probably be like, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I know this guy, Darth Vader, here choked out my buddy, uh, you know, uh, Admiral, uh, whatever. Yeah, and all, and all Luke has to do is be like, the stars. Yeah. Just a display of power. And, 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 and the, yeah, it's just like, oh, shit, another one. Yep. <laughs> now there are two of them. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Close the blast doors. I think that's kind of what, I think that's almost what Ryan Johnson did. He showed us. You know, another question we had was what if Vader assumed control of the Empire? Like, what if they take out Palpatine, Vader survives, but he pulls a Kylo, and he's like, okay, I killed Palpatine, and I, I saved your life, but I still, I'm still all about this order thing, and I'm not all about this trouble and chaos thing, and this is what they did with Kylo. Like, where is Kylo going now? Kylo is in control of the First Order. He is a tormented, and he, he's being torn back and forth between the light and the dark. Where does he go in episode nine? No, he's obsessed, is what he is. He is obsessed with destroying the Jedi. I don't think he cares where the government goes. He doesn't care he about obsessed, anything. Obsessed with destroying the Jedi? Listen to what he said. He was like, screw the Jedi, whatever. He didn't, right. At that point, Luke is still alive out there. He was like, eh, the Jedi. Right, but, but after after Ray, after Ray left, after Ray left though, his obsession is going to be to go after her. Now she, he's the only threat that he has. I think it's about him feeling powerful and blah blah blah. Maybe he'll be a good leader. I fucking doubt it. But um, yeah, I think. I think I, 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 one of my favorite quotes. From The Last Jedi and in Star Wars altogether now that I find myself quoting a lot is Snoke's quote. Darkness rises and light to meet it. Darkness rises. Light to meet it. What do we know is going to happen? What are we extrapolating from the trailer and the end of the trailer that was revealed to us in Chicago? 
that what, uh, a dark what horse is going to uh, Palpatine. Palpatine is rising. So the darkness rises. Palpatine is being resurrected. He's being brought back somehow. So when darkness rises, light rises to meet it. Okay, what is what was it uh, German or what was the translation we had for uh, the rise of Skywalker? And it was actually means the resurrection of Skywalker. I don't remember sure. the language. Sure. Well, I mean, I, because I they, 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 they say what is dead is never really gone. They're different, like, especially German. Like uh, they have resurrection. They have, they have really long words for very short things. Like if you wanted to say like fill up my water cup or like or no if you want to say something like poop it's it's retarded it's like like it's retarded like it's so long it's more precise though because that was that was like a mix between german and like uh asian and me being not uh, so many words that mean the same like the same word but mean different things though it's just more precise but yeah, yeah but that's the problem with english and other comes, languages though that's so, where it like, comes to the rise the rise of skywalker that's why we have these other translations we're hearing that rise actually means resurrection darkness rises and light to meet it i think palpatine's going to rise it's kind of like the sands of time well you're all wrong you're all wrong it's skywalker bread <laughs> yeah that was a Tim. That was a like, you so remind me of my stepdad right now. <laughs> but uh, no, so like the last thing I'll say, I have to take off. But um, the like the the thing about the language barrier, English has so many. English is very hard to learn. So there's so many words in the English language. Um, I love this. Thing. I love you. Love. It's the same thing. When, when you look at other languages, even Spanish, French, all the other Latin-based languages, um, the amount of words that they have are m much smaller, like a quarter of the size of the English language. And a lot of the words mean the same thing. What's important is the context of the words. And it's like that, too, with other languages like German or Russian or Arabic or Swahili, things like that. The, the words that you say aren't as important as how you say it in the context you say it in. So, sure, maybe they had somebody, maybe they just took the word Rise of Skywalker and turned it into what they, what their translation was. It's coming down from Disney, from whatever Disney's, whatever language that is, their operations, that's their official translation of it. Yeah. That means... Well, the, right. the resurrection of Skywalker. Okay, I'll accept it then. We'll, we'll have to see. Well, I mean, if you take it for that and you take into context darkness rises and light to meet it, do you guys think that there's a possibility? My, th my thought process is darkness rises, light to meet it, Palpatine's back, we're bringing back a Skywalker, whether it be Luke, Anakin, the force is going to rise up a light side, like, you know, warrior, a light sider to, to balance itself back out because the dark side used some mythical dark you know side. What I, you know what I want to see? I want to see, like, in this strange holocrony tomb with this crazy force power going around, 
I want to see like Dooku, Darth Vader, Palpatine, Darth Maul, and I want to see Yoda, Obi Wan, a younger Anakin, and you know Qui Gon, and I want to see them fight their like as like astral projections of themselves. What's the game? The the game on the the Millennium Falcon, kind of like that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 chess. It's the Jarek. The Jarek, yeah. The Jarek, yeah. Well, that originally, you know, was supposed to happen in Return of the Jedi after George Lucas uh, abandoned his idea of making Luke turn to the dark side. What Avenger Jarek with Jedi and Sith? No, Yoda and Obi Wan were supposed to reanimate and. Interfere, which Obi Wan said he couldn't do at the time of Empire Strikes Back, but they were going to recorporealize and interfere in the yeah. battle. Yeah. So I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. If Palpatine's coming back, if he's resurrecting, recorporealizing somehow, I'm sure Palpatine will be back. I don't think he's going to be corporeal. Mm. And even if he is, I don't think. There's going to be a Skywalker that, well, what's the title? That resurrects. So why are they calling it the resurrection of Skywalker? Uh, that's a different language, Josh. They're calling it the rise of Skywalker. I do. Uh, this is my opinion. Why would they just no use idea. the word for rise in that language? What are you interpreting <laughs> what, what rise language? of? What language? What language was it, Casey? Do you remember? I, no, but you said German. But rise doesn't mean. So Disney has. Different, you know, according to who, you're, you're speaking nonsense. Disney has different uh, headquarters in different countries for different languages, and the official Disney uh, outlet for this country in this language put out the official translation for The Rise of Skywalker, and the word they used meant, um, Resur- meant resurrection. So right, right, but that could that could mean that could mean other things. That could mean his, that could mean his beliefs. That could mean raise the Skywalker. Translate it back. It means resurrection. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's just like the when the last Jedi came out. It came out that it meant that they were like, what's what does the last Jedi actually mean? Does it mean, you know, is Jedi plural or singular? And it came out that it was uh, plural. But then Ryan Johnson said, well, in the context of the movie, it's actually singular, but it changes who it is throughout the movie. So at first, it's referring to Luke as the last Jedi. But then it turns out Ray is the last Jedi. So it has context because... Right. Context is important. The well, thing is, though, the, ri- the rise or resurrection of Skywalker could mean, one, could mean a few different things. It could mean... The resurrection of the Skywalker name. Ray could be a Skywalker. It could mean the resurrection of the Skywalker beliefs, which mm-hmm. were very different than the core Jedi beliefs. Mm-hmm. It could mean it. It could mean the the Skywalker legacy, in terms of. Well, why would you resurrect that? You're not resurrecting that. You're founding it essentially. No, because it already happened. You're resurrecting it. You're not founding it. Well, they were Jedi though. Leia wasn't. Okay. Well, I'll I'll say it here. I'll I'll say it right here, right now. I don't think a Skywalker will be resurrected. 
here's why I think another reason it is. Podcast before that it started off, Qui-Gon was a disembodied voice. Obi-Wan was a disembodied voice. Then he came back as see-through, luminescent, and then he was more corporeal, sitting on logs, talking to Luke. They're just Fast working their way back to physical. He's bopping Luke on the head. He's not see-through at all. I got, hold on, I gotta go. So I'm gonna show Tim Q a little magic trick that I just learned. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. Very nice. Very nice. Impressive. Uh, How would you do that? Uh, you, I've, I've, uh, I've learned the dark arts. <laughs> Darkness rises. But I gotta go. Um, you guys can continue. <clears throat> My name is Casey Schreffler. Hope you enjoyed my contribution to this episode. For the mode. Got got passionate there. Got passionate there at the end. I still have things to say, but Timkey, you should join you should join in more often. We talk about this stuff all the time. It's we like having you. You're oh, a Sith man. Lord of talking Sith. You, you guys raise my blood pressure when I come on. <laughs> all our questions will be answered in what I say a hundred and sixty Three days, the rise of Skywalker will be upon us. All of our questions will be answered. We'll have no more questions about Star Wars ever, ever. We'll never even have to talk about it again. The podcast will end. No, no, because just a month before that, we're going to be getting season one, episode one of The Mandalorian. And And I think the movie's just going to start the conversation about about the, the whole saga. Oh yeah, I think I think we're probably gonna be asking more questions about what happens force-wise after the rise of Skywalker than we are now. That's what we do. Yep, and and so we will expound upon it then. We'll have disagreements. We'll have fights. Yep, brawls, <laughs> just hooting nannies. <laughs> but uh, until then, until next time, you know who we are. We're the Talking Sith. You can reach us at the talking Sith pod at gmail.com send us in your questions your theories whatever you disagree with us on hey we're willing to talk we're reasonable people kind of for the record he never did make a prediction i did i did make a prediction i okay. said no i didn't i said that a skywalker luke or anakin will somehow come back i'm gonna say that it's going to be more than what any ghost has before. Oh, come on. Just come on. Just, just say it. Just I, say it. I don't make a prediction. People, you can be wrong. I'm humble enough to say I might be wrong. It's, it's, it's hard for me to explain it now because I'm not going to say that they're going to – I don't think they're going to come back and be like, I'm flesh and bone now and I'm sticking around. But I think they're going to be able to interact with the corporeal world. Yeah, they might be a firm force ghost, but they might really be a person. I don't really know. That's my prediction. Be anything can happen. Anything can happen is my prediction. I I know, I know, I know. It's but here's the thing. I know how vague Star Wars is. Yeah, yeah. No. So I'm trying to be I'm trying to be vague in that I think I made a specific prediction. I want you to as well. Here's what I think. I think we're going to see Hayden Christensen in this movie. Okay. I think he's coming back. That's very highly specific. One way or another, we're going to see him. I accept that. 
I hope he plays a bigger part than a smaller part. We're I hope so too. Going I would to love see to see him. Yeah, that would be great. But like I said, let us know what you think. We're the Talking Sith. Reach us at TalkingSithPod at gmail.com. We're Talking Sith Pod across all social media platforms. I am Josh Roach. Tim Q. This is Josh Tim Q. We are the Talking Sith. May that dark side be with you. Good. <laughs> Everything expressed in the podcast is the intellectual property of Talking Sith. We are not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm in any way. Star Wars is their property. We just like to talk about it.